Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we're going to hear from another homeschool veteran and their story on being a homeschool overcomer and how. Um, our guest moved from fear to freedom in her homeschooling. Our special guest is Karina Moss, homeschool mama with over a decade of experience, author of Leap of Faith and creator of Homeschooling Your Way. She empowers rebel homeschool moms to redefine the status quo by demystifying and shattering misconceptions around homeschooling. Welcome, Karina. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. What a fantastic introduction. Oh, well, I try. <laughs> Sometimes I, I say everything wrong and <laughs> and I just go, oh, <laughs> anyways, it's live, you know, it's, it's what you get. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so excited for you to share with us this month. We're focusing on veteran homeschool mom stories that just can encourage. This is the time of year when a lot of people are starting to homeschool or thinking, do I really have to go through this again another year? And how am I going to survive? And we just want to, you know, Put some people out in front of you that have been there, done that. They have walked the road. They've made the journey and um, they survived <laughs> and, and they're here to share their story. So um, so that's what um, we're we're kind of focusing on. And and Karina, when we had talked, I, I had said, you know, what what about your story really stands out? And she said, 
to me the the fear to freedom um, move that shifted in her homeschooling. And so we're really going to focus on that um, from her story. But I would love as we're getting started just for you to do an introduction um, to our our viewers, let them know a little bit about you and your family, and then we'll kind of start diving into the topic from there. Absolutely. Um, Like Peggy said, my name is Karina Moss. I've been homeschooling for over a decade. I just finished my 13th year. I have, I know, right? I have four kids. Two are in college, and now I have two that are in high school, so a rising freshman and a rising junior. Um, We have always kind of been that accelerated family, and it certainly wasn't on purpose. We kind of (laughs) (laughs) tripped into it. I pulled my kids out of public school, my two older ones. Um, Simon was halfway through second grade, and my youngest, or my oldest daughter at the time, was halfway through kindergarten. And so I met with the teachers before we walked out of school, and they both said, we don't know what to do. So um, we can't tell you, like, where to start halfway through the year. So you either have to, like, start over or just kind of guess or just kind of push them forward. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of what you do when you homeschool anyways. It's a lot of guessing. (laughs) So I decided to push them forward, knowing that if, you know, we needed to, we could pull back and redo. And um, so that's what we did. We pushed them forward. And so my oldest son, he's going to graduate from college in December and he's 20. And then my daughter, oldest daughter will graduate when she's 19 from college. And then um, the other two are coming up in the pipeline. So it's been good and bad. Obviously there's pros and there's cons and yeah. That's probably for, that's like a whole other day. But anyway, uh-huh. so uh, I've homeschooled in three different states. That's also been uh, interesting to yes. follow the rules in three different states. I'm not one to follow the rules readily. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and I do my level best to just kind of skim the top of what I have to do and nothing, nothing more. I don't give them any anything else than they they really need. Yes, yeah, exactly. Can you talk right. a little bit about that? Because I, I don't think a lot of people probably know about you know just state expectations versus what sometimes you're asked um, and the difference between that. Right. So, um, for instance, recently in Virginia, they uh, they asked for a yearly schedule of your classes, what you're going to, what you're going to do. And a lot of people kind of give them all the information. So, you know, the name of the kid, and then we're going to do math with uh, this program and for this many days, and we're going to, you know, and they just kind of spew all this extra stuff. And I don't, I, they don't need to know that. They just need to know that my son is doing math, science, English, PE writing, and I don't give them any other information. Exactly. So from that standpoint, yeah, it's just, that's what they ask for. That's what they're going to get. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard too, because in the middle of the year, you could switch your curriculum and and you're held accountable for whatever you reported to. I don't think a lot of people realize. Absolutely. So yeah, if you, if there's a problem and you don't test within the stay nine that they require, then, you know, you have to answer to the school district and how you're going to make sure that you're going to increase that child's score. And you might be, like you said, held accountable, show information, show, you know, the stuff to 
right. the work to, that they did. Um, I also had the school district call me. Well, not call me. They sent me an email because I submitted our notice and they called and or they emailed and said that they still didn't have the notice of intent for my daughter. Hmm. And through several emails, I finally figured out that they were talking about the wrong daughter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they kept calling her wrong name. I'm like, oh my gosh. So um, once I found out that I figured out that they had the wrong daughter, then it made sense what they were asking me. But she, because she started college at 17, she was still, according to the school district, school age. Right. Mandatory reporting. Yes. Mm -hmm. They were questioning where she was, why they didn't have their notice. And I, you know, said, well, she's in college, so you're not going to get one. And so then they proceeded to ask information for information that they didn't. It, it wasn't within the boundaries of the law for them to ask. So right. I did contact HSLDA to make sure that I was within my legal rights just to make sure mm-hmm. um, before I responded. But um, yeah, they wanted her, they wanted a copy of her high school diploma. They wanted a copy of her acceptance letter at the university that she was attending. And then wow. they asked, right. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, they offered to send me a, a certificate of completion of high school. Oh, how nice. (laughs) Not that your, your diploma mattered anything. (laughs) (laughs) um, No, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. For all, for all your help. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Just little things like that, that if you weren't aware of your state's requirements, um, that's where a lot of people, I think, dip their toes a little too deep. And then, you know, then they, it stresses them out, obviously. And it makes it makes sense, I mean, you know, because then they they pounce. Right. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. More, you know, and then mm-hmm. you don't know how much more. And it's yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to make a plug for HSLDA and Homeschool Legal Defense Association. They've, um, they are wonderful. We've been members, um, throughout our homeschooling career. Um, I have called them many times, um, asking questions similar to what Karina was talking about. Just nice to know that you have somebody who legally knows what's going on in your state because every state's homeschool law is different. And, um, and like you said, if you move, then you've got to totally re up and change everything. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's, yeah, different. Yeah. So and all the legislation that comes down and it just keeps you. To, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, and you it's just like never it. know when somebody's going to question or send you a letter like you yeah. got, and it's good to have those people to turn to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They've done a remarkable job. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So coming into homeschooling, um, what fears did you battle with? Oh my, gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, where do I start? Um, I came from a, I was a public school kid, came from a public school family. My sister is a public, a public school teacher. So, um, when I announced that I got, you know, I got the download from God that this was what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, well, well, how are you going to do that? I mm. don't have any idea. Not a clue. Well, you're not a teacher. Right. Um, you don't know what to teach. You don't know how to teach it. Well, how, how are you going to know that they're within the, the, the standards, the state standards? How are you going to prove or how are you going to measure up or how are you going to, 
you know, make sure that you don't make your kids stupid. I mean, that was a huge fear, you know, I mean, I would just make. So were these, these questions coming from yourself, from others or kind of a mix of both? Well, I hadn't, no, people, um, people shared those with me. (laughs) (laughs) How nice of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hadn't thought of that till now. So, you know, thanks for letting me know that you have that much faith in me. Right. Um, Yeah, that was so just, the confidence was, was, was horrible because, Hmm. you know, when you step into that world and you announce that you're going to do this, which is so not what is normal, normal. Right. Um, people really question whether or not you've just completely, you know, fallen off the truck somewhere and you're just lost (laughs) in the desert and need a little help and guidance. And so I was, yeah, I was really scared. I thought, okay, um, they're right. I I'm, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to do this. Um, then you hear all the horror stories of right. people who yeah. got, you know, um, picked up by social services because their neighbor turned them in because they didn't think they were doing any school. And so then they got charged with child abuse. And so of course that was my biggest fear. So for the longest time, we just didn't go anywhere during school hours. We didn't oh, go to the wow. grocery store. We didn't go to the, I mean, we just didn't do anything until the regular kids came home. Right. You know? And then we would show our faces. Um, we, and when we did, if I had to go to the doctor, we would, um, we would always get questioned, you know, at the grocery store. Oh, well, you're not in school. So is school out today? You know, oh, all wow. the things, you know, and then it was right. time. Well, what's two plus two? Well, what is, you know, and so yes. it's, it was amazing. So you just think, so yeah, I, that was then my biggest fear was that I would do something wrong. I would, oh, I would, that's I would a, not that's file a huge something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I would file something right with the state and they would come after me and they wouldn't say that my kids and education was valid. And then, you know, other hopes and dreams of college or Air Force Academy or, you know, military. <laughs> whatever else they want to do. Or, you know, whatever it was would be dashed. And I would be pretty much the sole, completely responsible for their lack of, you know, any sort of what social skills or, into, you know, intelligence or, um, future plans. I mean, you know, I could pretty much ruin their lives in <laughs> <laughs> just a couple seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. 
Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. We weren't required. The first place we homeschooled was in Arizona, and so there were okay. no rules. There right. were no rules in Arizona. That part was nice, but when I handed in my notice of intent, the lady behind the glass at the, at the superintendent's office, she was like, well, um, thanks, but you know, we'll see you next year when you have to come back and reward your kids because you failed. Oh, wow. I, I have never I heard of somebody being told that. Right? I was That's like, crazy. Excellent. And I thought, okay, well, you just threw the javelin, girl. So whether I fail, I will, you will have to drag my dead body back to this window because <laughs> <laughs> I would never admit to you of all people that that happened. Oh, so wow. there were no rules in Arizona, but it was just, um, it just was, you know, it was just, it, people questioned you all the time. You know, well, how do you, how do you socialize your kids? Do they have any friends? That was it. You know, well, how are they going to do sport? Are they in sports? Well, right. do they do music? I mean, my father-in-law's big thing was, you know, how are they going to do band? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> They're five. I don't know. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, so it was just, it was every, it felt like I was the scrutiny was it was intense and so you just got to the point where you just kind of you just held back and so the first question you never shared whether you were a homeschooler it was always I would provide the information if I was blatantly asked you know where do your kids go to school and you're like oh right yeah I always skirt around that one (laughs) um but yeah it was it was definitely just fear of not cutting it, just not cutting it is when you take that first standardized test and you think, Oh dear Lord. Right. Please let them know what an adjective is. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) let's just at least pass. Let's just, you know, so I don't have to explain myself to the school district. So that was, um, that, and just having somebody tell me that I had, that I had not, and I didn't care about my own failure. I just didn't want to be the sole person, the sole person responsible for the, com- for the complete and utter ruin of my kids, you know, that yeah. I had decided to blaze a different trail. And now their entire future was, you know, in, in shambles because I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't smart enough. You know, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not, you don't know where to find this stuff. I mean, it's just, I mean, you, you name it. I mean, it was there. And yeah. People would remind me (laughs) (laughs) all the time. It would be like, well, do you think they, you know, did they learn anything this year? I don't know. (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Especially when they're that young too. It's like, and you're not like testing them or, um, and and then, like you said, in in some States that's those standardized tests are required. Um, and, and that, that was something I had in Minnesota when we homeschooled there. And that was, it was kind of that, that little bit of piece that I would come back from the test and they'd test it. Yeah. Second grade, they were at 12th grade level and or something, you know, I was like, Oh, good in that one. (laughs) Not really. They did, but you know, I was at least helpful in that process. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just, it was so stressful. Yeah. So the whole, yeah. I Colorado, it was every odd year. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but yeah, that whole every odd year. So just. <laughs> right. Well, it's yeah. hard too when you're, you're talking, it's not only self-talk, it's, you know, people that you probably look to for confirmation, especially yeah. family members. And that makes it really hard. I think a lot of people yeah. that are homeschooling now post COVID don't realize the pressure that a lot of us were under when we homeschooled pre-COVID because yeah. we were questioned so much more Absolutely. than people are now. They're they're like homeschooling tends to be now a just something that everybody accepts people do right. because right. they all had to do it. Right. Um, and so yeah. so those fears are real. During COVID, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> My neighbor came up to me during COVID and she's like, oh. I know what it's like now. I mean, I we've been we've been homeschooling for the last week. Oh, <laughs> and I totally understand what you've done. And I'm like, I was just okay. I mean, there aren't very many times where I'm speechless, but I was like, I, I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it's it's very different than having school in your home. And, right. and orchestrating it all yourself and, right. and having that pressure. I think that that's the overwhelming of what I've been hearing you, you say, you know, all those fears. It was the pressure that you felt upon yourself to help your children succeed. Yeah. Um, and and that, that can create a lot of fear. And every time that something comes up to make us question that, which is like daily, right. um, <laughs> you, you relive those fears. So how did you start going about combating those fears? What were some things that came into place, either uh, mindset wise, or just things that happened along the way that um, started changing that fear into more embracing your freedoms? Right. Um, I think the biggest thing was that I just, um, I started seeing the success in my, with my kids learning my my oldest daughter didn't she didn't learn how to read like in kindergarten at all so when i pulled her out she hadn't even started learning how to read and i wow. mean right so of course you know everybody's like well have you ever taught anybody how to read no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you know we pushed her into first grade of course they're already assuming that you could read in first grade uh, but the, the program that we that we used and was just fantastic. Um, I still tell people to use it to this day because I think it's the best out there. But once she started. OK, so you got to mention it before oh, you move on. <laughs> I'm hands down a Becca Phonics. I mean, OK, that is I, I think that is the most thorough phonics out there. It's easy to follow. It's great for parents. I mean, especially if you have no idea. I mean, I didn't learn how to read a phonics. If I did, I didn't even I know what phonics it. was when I started homeschooling. So. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm like, what is a, a sound ladder? What? Yeah, what exactly. Yeah. So not, yeah, not a clue. And so it was, um, it was intense just because we started at ground zero and then, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of first grade, we were literally reading all of the first grade stuff, you know. And so we just mm-hmm. went, which is which was fantastic. But um, when you first start out, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of frustration and, and tears. And you're like, OK, so I'm just I'm not getting it. So therefore, she's not getting it. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Right. But, you know, you and it wasn't overnight either. I mean, because it's, yes. it's a slow process of mm-hmm. seeing 
seeing the progress, seeing that, okay, we're reading harder books this year than we were reading last year. And we actually understand, you know, the math and she's not coming to me all the time asking me the same questions or the handwritings get, I mean, it's just, it was these little steps where I thought, okay, so if they're doing the work without me on top of them all day long, then that means that they are obviously learning something. And that means that either I'm doing something right or what I bought is doing its job. I mean, something's working, right? Right. Um, So little by little, you start to see, okay, this, you know, this is working. And then it really comes down to you, not necessarily putting your blinders on, but just tuning out the noise, just not, just not listening. And if that means cutting the cord with the negative nannies of the world, then that's, that's just what, that's just what you do. I mean, it becomes a topic that you don't talk about, you know, you don't talk about school Mm -hmm. in any capacity. You don't talk about their school. You don't talk about your school. You just don't talk about school because that's just that they just don't understand. I mean, to this day, I still have friends that are just like, so like, what do you do? That is because they can't like, they just literally can't visualize that we actually have curriculum. You right. know, it's not just every morning I wake up and I'm like, I think we're going to do this today. You know? Right. Like, yep. Field drip. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move it up. Um, HSLDA was also huge because I knew that if I did screw up, they would cover me. It wasn't, I wasn't hanging out there all by myself. So I knew that they had them in my back pocket. I, they knew that and becoming from a legal background, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm covered with that. And then right before we left um, Arizona, it was probably maybe a year before we left Arizona I met a lady at church and she was probably the most homeschool guru I have ever met in my entire life. I mean, I, I was amazed. I mean, she just brought, she opened it up to what it, I mean, there's book learning and then there's what she did, which was, you know, adding it on and accentuating it and making it really cool. I mean, she was like the unit study queen. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, she would have, she had like eight cribs in her basement and every Friday there would be, you know, however many families that she could have come over. The babies would all go down for a nap at the same time. The oh, older wow. children would do something else. The middle people would be, I mean, it was just this whole thing. And at the mm-hmm. end of the school year, they had a big party. That year they did World War II. She changed her entire house and backyard into like, a battlefield with tanks and we were oh, hitting, wow. right. I know world war two, were you German or were you U S and the hats and the weapons and the dog tags, they made their own. They had Rosie, the riveter pictures going on. They were right. I mean, it was just, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is what community looks like for one. Cause you don't get that picture. Right. You know, yes. normally mm-hmm. and just seeing how you could, how that could actually happen. How you could do that, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so that that helped just tremendously open it up and think, okay, so that's how that works. I don't know whether I want to do that, like on a consistent basis. Right. <laughs> We're not all called to be that. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, my kids have never gone down for a nap in somebody else's 
basement. I mean, that just wouldn't have happened, but it just, it was like, wow, that's just, that's just really cool. Um, so that part was neat to be able to see how other people just did it. And then when we moved to a different state and knowing that I didn't have to worry about where I lived. I mean, other than of course, you know, wanting to feel safe, but, um, I didn't have to worry about school districts and, you know, all the things. And we started planning for high school way sooner than other people did. And that felt, that felt right to me. It didn't feel right to wait. And, um, Can just talk a little bit about that. Cause I think people have often asked me, they're like, when do you know that your child is ready to start doing maybe? Cause especially for gifted kids, um, how did you kind of come to that piece of saying, yeah, we're ready to move on to the next level? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, each it's amazing. Cause each kid has been really different what they've even done Yeah. through high school. And then with dual enrollment in college. Uh, but for one, I lay out their whole high school plan in like eighth grade. So I start thinking about it in seventh. By the time they're in eighth grade, I've got a grid going, you know, a piece of paper, literally a piece of paper divided into four. And I write down every, all the core subjects that obviously they're taking math, science, all the stuff, right. when they're taking it. And then um, I just kind of fill in some things that I know that they're probably going to want to do. Like two of my kids did a program. It's called one year adventure novel. So they wrote uh, oh, yeah. uh-huh. book, right, in a year. Mm-hmm. So fun. My other one, my other two were like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go fast. So, you know, something else happened, you know, something else happened with that. Um, but when you do that and you write it all out on the grid, you can actually start seeing the holes of you're, you're kind of out of right. ideas. You're, you're not that I can't come up with more, but I'm like, but why would I? I mean, right. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've tapped out, I've tapped them out of me with writing. I think they need to have, they need to be writing for somebody else. You know, we've done persuasive writing. We've done format writing. We've done structure writing. We've done creative writing. Um, <laughs> no more writing left. Right? <laughs> yeah. You now. So, you know, that kind of stuff you start, when you start planning like that, you start seeing holes of, right. Okay. So if you know kind of what you want to go either to school for college for, or you're not going to do that, you're going to trade school or military or whatever else you kind of have, you know, an idea of what they're looking at. Exactly. But, you know, and you don't want to overwhelm them and have them take all five classes of dual enrollment. But, you know, start definitely start with a subject that they're good at, that they excel at. Yes. Favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. They hate math. Don't throw them into, you know, into a a dual enrollment math class. Um, But that's kind of how I I knew because I thought, okay, I don't know what we're going to do for writing next year. I'm I'm out. I mean, we've done everything. We can either redo it again or... I don't know, but it right. seems that we should do something harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and with, and with somebody else's voice, because yes. you know, they've had our voice for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. That somebody else's writing style is, and requirements for the writing is mm-hmm. different, you know, because they might've learned all the things, but then when they start writing for somebody else, that other person is like, no, 
I want it this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may not be the way they learned it. It may not be the way they like to write it. It may not even be right. Exactly. But it teaches them that, well, if that's what the assignment is, then that's how you write the assignment because that's the parameters that you were given. So you're going to get that in school. You're going to get that in life. You're going to get that in your job. You're going to get that in whatever it is. So mm-hmm. lesson on, you know, as well. So, um, by the time my kids were probably juniors that where we were, we were definitely doing a dual enrollment of some, of some sort. Wow. So, so in overcoming your fears, I've heard, um, shutting out the noise and then also finding community and, and then planning and letting go. Um, yeah. So do you have anything to add to those or or anything else that um, have helped you to overcome your fears? I think, um, it's interesting that you asked about the dual enrollment piece because that was really the moment that all the fear just kind of, it just, it just stopped. Hmm. Literally just, it just stopped. I mean, one day I was just like, okay, so I'm planning what Simon's going to be doing. He's going to be taking his SAT, did that check. Now we're trying to decide what college we're going to take those dual enrollment credits from. And it just kind of hit me. I was like, what are they going to do? I mean, at this point in time, right? <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, what are they going to do to me? They, they can't, they can't do anything to me because I feel like I've checked all the boxes. I've marked all the things. I've jumped through all the hoops. And I just thought, I'm good, you know, I'm bring it, you know? And then I took that attitude that I had with Simon because he was my oldest. Right. Kind of trickle down, you know, to my younger ones. Because at the time he was, let's see, my, my youngest and my oldest are seven years apart. So, you know, he's still in, you know, middle school uh, coming up through elementary. And so I still, he was still obviously hadn't proven completely that I, <laughs> right. that I did. Um, but I just had a different mindset at that yeah. point. Kind of like, no, I think I did this. I think I did it. I think we did it. And I think I know what I'm doing. And I, and I know, I don't feel like I need to apologize for it anymore. I don't feel like I have to explain myself. I don't feel like I have to, um, you know, convince people right. that yeah. it was the, my decision. My decision was, okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, all right, no, I think I'm done with that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was it, you know, and people still, people will still ask me about social, uh, about socialization. And yeah, I just, I laugh at this point in time. Cause I just think, no. Well, your self-confidence has increased so much. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I think a lot of people, and I, I talk about this a lot too, you know, I, we look at veteran homeschoolers and the the perception as a young homeschooler just getting started is I, I'm not that person, you know, I, I can't, I, I'm not like Karina, I don't have that confidence, but you don't start out with that confidence. No, no, you don't, you don't start out with the confidence. You don't start out as that person either. I mean, I'm certainly mm-hmm. not the same person now as I was. 13 years ago and never, never in a bajillion years would have thought that I would have homeschooled. It was never on my radar. I mean, right. 
ever. When God <laughs> called me to homeschool, I was like, no, really? I think you hit the wrong mic button. I think you meant to like call her next door. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe check that phone number. I don't know. I think that I'm just not sure you got the right person. So I'm certainly, I'm, oh, hands down, not the same person. Um, homeschooling is definitely, I can say with 100% that it has been the most consequential event in my life. I mean, hmm. there is nothing to compare to it in, in any respect. Um, as a person, as a mom, as, a, as just your own personal growth, yeah, it's it's just there is there's literally nothing like it. It's so, and I love that you're you're empowering homeschool conversations because it is it that you're you're so empowered mm-hmm. by the fact that you you are in charge of what you, your kids get to do. Absolutely, because every single one of them is going to do something different. Their yeah. paths are not going to be the same, and it's custom it's custom education, and there's just nothing like it. I mean, there's just yeah. a Nothing can, nothing can touch it. And when that finally hits, you're just like, all right, you know, yes. good. and it, I mean, when the school district emailed me last year, I mean, it was just, it was comical because I thought if she had done that, if I had gotten that email at any other time, I would probably been like, you know, panic. Right. You know? Yes. I think we emailed back and forth seven or eight times. Wow. That's how hard she was coming at me. And every time I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 but I was like, I will, I will take you to the mat. But mm-hmm. I was like, no, I did not start off with that. Right. No, that would have, I would have been close to tears probably if that had mm-hmm. happened my first five years of homeschool, because I would have thought, you know, oh my gosh, you know, right. Mm-hmm. They're going to take me away in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, we do. We go down those rabbit holes mm-hmm. of, of what if um, or, yeah. you know, if I don't do something perfectly right, it's going to all cascade into something yeah. um, so awful. What do you want to say to the parents that may have that tendency about how to to kind of stop themselves in that thinking I I remember the first year we finished our homeschooling and we were a part of a church and every Sunday he would start the service by after the announcements, he would kind of pass the mic around. It was a small church, pass the mic around to the parishioners and he would just, you know, be like, so, you know, any prayer requests, any praises, you know, what do you want to share type thing? And I am not one to ask for the mic in church at all. <laughs> but, you know, when the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of you, you're like, <laughs> um, and so I got up and I, and I, I said, I was like, we, we literally just finished our first year of homeschooling. I couldn't tell you how. I have no idea how we caught, well, how we got it accomplished because it was crazy. We did way more work than we probably needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason I know that I'm standing here today telling you that 
we literally finished our school, you know, 100 and whatever 70 lessons it was, is God just brought me through it all. Mm. He just literally, it was like, it's like the footprints poem. He literally carried you, carried me that whole year because I had no idea what I was doing. We were all just kind of floundering and just kind of trying to figure it out. And it was a fantastic year. Don't get me wrong. It was great. We were so happy we weren't going to school. Oh, yeah. Um, but the fear, my fear, my kids didn't ever know that, you know, I was terrified. But I was like, that's, that's what it was. I mean, it was knowing, it was making God a part of what I was doing. So every decision that I made, every time yes. I went down that rabbit trail of, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't figure this out. I can't do this. It was, but, it, and it kept coming back. You can do hard things. Mm-hmm. You can do hard things. And how do I know that you can do hard things? Because you are made in my image. I know mm-hmm. you do hard things Beautiful. because yeah. I made you. And I told you to do this. I called you. I'm equipping you as you're going. I didn't call you knowing that you had it all figured out, you know, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I called you knowing that I was going to, I was going to show up every day and equip oh, you. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. That's, that is how, that is how, cause you just, you're not listening to anybody else. Cause you're not doing this for anybody else. No. You know, you're not doing mm-hmm. it for you. You're probably doing it for your kids, but at the end of the day, who's are they? They're gods. So yeah. you are taking care of, what belongs to him anyway and raising mm-hmm. them up the way they should go. Right. Yep. So it was it, it, it literally faith. I mean, that was, that is what, um, that is what drowns out the fear, right? Faith over fear every single time. Absolutely. And of course it's easy to spot off now. Um, but <laughs> you, know, you got to remind yourself on a daily, daily basis, faith over fear, faith over fear. Yes. But, um, it's, it's, it's totally true. Cause otherwise you just, you can easily fall into the pit of we're never going to get anywhere. And this was a bad decision. And, you know, so-and-so doesn't agree with me and it's okay. It's okay that they don't agree with you. They didn't get your vision. It's not their vision. It's your vision. Exactly. Yes. And as long as you just keep telling yourself that day after day, after day, after day, you know, 13 mm-hmm. years by in a flash and yeah right as you know yeah. like, Whoa, what happened exactly How yeah. in here you know mm-hmm. and because at the beginning it does it does feel like wow yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and you're just overwhelmed years? i don't yeah. know if i'm that creative to come up with 12 more years of stuff yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it's just amazing how every year it just falls into place it and does then, you yeah. know and then you're done and then it falls into place. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's nothing short of disgrace that gets you through it. So. Oh, so true. Yep. Yeah. 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 There's, and I know a lot of our parents, you know, they have kids with special needs um, in our community and in really you have, there's so much conflicting, you know, even research out there and you feel so conflicted with what do I choose? Because, you know, and then you feel like, you know, like you were talking about the weight of the world, it feels like it's on you for your kids, but yet it's on God. It's not on you. And you need to, yes, follow him because he's got it already worked out and just wait on his timing and his resources and just pray, (laughs) 
because it will all fall into place. And, and I, I, but it is getting beyond that fear because our, the enemy wants us to fall into that fear and to stay in that place because that's when we're not productive. Mm -hmm. When we come to that peace and just start moving forward and just take one day at a time, that that's when you just, like you said, you, you live by grace one day at a time. Well, in the moment you succumb to that fear, you quit. Yeah, you do. You know, I, can, I mean, uh, I can't tell you how many homeschool parents I've met that are just like, oh, yeah, well, high school hmm. is really hard. So, you know, we're just going to we're just going to end in, in middle school and we're just going to put our kids back in, in public school for high school. I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, <laughs> school is fun. I mean, it is. <laughs> you did all this work and now all of a sudden you're just going to like be done. I just Yeah. 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 So what, what was the pinnacles of, of your high school times with the kids you've already had through high school? What, what's been the best? The the conversations, the conversations. I mean, the books that you get to read together and they, the themes, the, the stuff that they come up with and you're like, (laughs) exactly. That's good. I didn't get that, but I can see where you're coming from. Uh huh. Um, so, you know, being able to read books together, I read what my kids read, um, mm-hmm. being able to talk about just the stuff, right? right. All the stuff that's going on and the politics, the, the news, the, all, just everything and yeah. being the first ones to talk about it. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. like, a lot of parents who are like, Oh, well, we just talk about that. I'm like, why? Someone's going to talk to us about it. You better be the first one to do it. Exactly. Yes. We just, that's been the best part about all of it is just, is, is having the conversations and then seeing how independent they become in their learning. Because I mean, that's the bottom line. We don't, right. right? We're teaching them roots and wings, right? Independence, but still requiring assistance when they need it. And the independence is just, is just cool because it is there's so much freedom. Well, for me, and because they're in high school and they're doing the work and they've, you know, right. I'm not doing much, you know, you just kind of get to enjoy it at that point. But so yeah, conversations and just, just literally watching them hmm. take ownership and, especially when those college applications come in or when they have to make those phone calls or when the recruiter calls and, you know, they have to, they have to talk to them and, and it's seeing them, you know, change their posture. And, you know, they're like, Oh, this is an important phone call, you know, (laughs) and and they're, and they can do it and they're good at it. And they're, they're, they're good at speaking, they're articulate and Mm -hmm. they're not afraid of, change or new things or mm. learning new things or just, yes. you know, does it work? Do, is it not working because I really just don't like it or I'm just not trying hard enough and I'm not giving it a go or do I really need this in my life? Yeah. <laughs> so that's been, I love that part. I just, yeah. I love that part. I mean, it's great when they're little, I mean, I've loved every stage, but high school is just, it's just like this beautiful culmination of, hmm they've learned so much and now they're just, they get to practice being an adult, you know? Yes. In a safe environment in your, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's just, 
it's so cool. It really is. It's just so cool. And you just, and, and you know, then you think, aren't I that age? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I become? Wait a minute. That's not, that's not right. I'm not that old. Um, I still feel like I still feel like I could go to college. So I didn't want to do it all again, you know, because all the cool things that they, you know, they're learning that you didn't learn. And right. So, yep. Um, yeah. And just being able to pick, you know, just pick what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And each and each of them has been different, you know, what they yes. want to study. And that's been that's been cool to because you really get to know you really get to know the nitty gritty of of your kids' personalities and you know yes. what they like and what they don't like and how they operate and how they learn and um I mean, I have one kid that she does not want me to read out loud, like ever. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah, no, don't read that to me. (laughs) (laughs) We can let somebody else with the audiobook, but yes, I'm fine. (laughs) She hates read to her. She wants to read it herself. And so I don't, I mean, would I have known that? I don't know. You know, there's, there's just so many things that I think I would have missed had my kids been in public school and, and I wouldn't have had the voice to speak into their lives as much as I had the opportunity to um, because they were with me all the time. And then you see that come back when they start, you know, branching out, going to college and, and moving out. Um, They come back to you, you know, they want to be with you. Yes. They enjoy hanging out with you, you Mm -hmm. know, friends and it's just, there's just, yeah. And people will complain about that. They're like, Oh, I'm just never alone. Is that a bad thing? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a long time is okay. You're going to be alone. You <laughs> 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 don't want to always be around. So yeah, I mean, I was just never that mom that was excited about sending their kids back to school, you know, at the end of summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. I was like, Oh, summer's going to yeah. I don't want summer to be over. So yeah. So question for you. So, homeschooling has changed you. What is the, what is the most surprising way that homeschooling has changed you? Oh, how interesting. Um, I would say that I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that, well, one, I know I'm opinionated. I've known that about myself for years. I'm opinionated (laughs) and passionate if you haven't noticed, but, um, I, I always thought that education was standard. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, um, you, you, you do elementary school and you learn to read at this age and you, you do this science and you're, you should be good at that and you should be good at math. And, and if you aren't, then, you know, sometime you'll figure it out, but maybe not. But if you don't, that's okay. Just don't ask questions because questions are bad. you just want it's just just, you just get through it Hmm. and that's how we were taught right that's it yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's just hurry up and get through it because there's something better later there's got to be I mean please tell me (laughs) exactly (laughs) otherwise I give up (laughs) um and you know just the confidence of it because it's not like I was I was it's not like I had confidence poured into me when I was in public school. I mean, Oh yeah. Not even college for that matter. I mean, no way. So I think I would, I think it's, it's been surprising 
that I, I actually, I actually started to learn to love to learn again. Hmm. I mean, I had gotten to the point where I was like, okay, so I'm just going to be, yeah. I'm just going to be the mom. I'm going to be the, you know, the best room mom ever. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to be there. I'm going to volunteer and I'm going to go on field trips and do all the things. But the teachers are going to be who educates, who teaches my kid. I'll just kind of be the helper on the sideline because that was kind of like what you're told, right? The you're model delegated. we're given, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. you're delegated to be the helper. And um, it, it's, it, I, it was surprising that I just – it was such a complete and total 180 shift in my mind of – but, but the education system isn't like for my kids. <laughs> right. I mean, they don't support me. I mean, why? Why? I mean, because that's what we're told, right? It's education that's the best. That they're gonna they're gonna do the best for your kids, and it's just not how it played out. And so, yeah. as I was homeschooling one. I started to love to learn again. And I, I learned that I wasn't stupid. I could do math. <laughs> you know, I can do story problems and just, and writing and, and reading and having just, and I was an English major, so I love to read. And so I am the books that I get to read with my kids. Yeah. And so it's been surprising to be able to think, Oh, I don't have to do like what they tell me. I mean, yeah. a little bit for the most part, as long as I'm just inside the line. Just it, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, you know, if my kid doesn't want to do calculus two or physics, they don't have to, they could do anatomy if they wanted, or they could do, you know, Geology, or, Geology yes, yeah, exactly. or, or marine biology or oceanography mm-hmm. or, you know, m- the basic mechanics of cars. I don't even know. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Know, something. Cool. Our culinary arts. I mean, they could do so much. I mean, I, I, there's so many kids that I know that are pilots. They're getting their pilot license before they get their driver's license. Right. I mean. It's crazy. You're like, mm, I'm not trying to <laughs> But I think what surprised me was that I, I, I really kind of decided that the education system was not my standard. Yeah. You know? And I yeah. thought, so if they're not my standard, who is my standard? Who is the standard in in my school or in anybody's school, because if we're all running around with different standards, you know, but I think that's where, again, God comes into play and he knows what your kids are, what they're Mm going to become, what they're capable of, what, what they're going to be good at, what they're, you know, what they're called to do, what they're. And so right now we are in Virginia. There, there aren't any graduation requirements. Which is fantastic. In Colorado, there are graduation requirements. Virginia just assumes that if you're going to graduate and go to college, well, you should know what you have to do to get to college. They have enough on your transcript that they're going to accept you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, figure that out. 
start asking questions at the colleges. What do I need to get a college? Right, exactly. So it becomes, it give you, they give you, they give you a little bit of leash in some places and then not enough in others. But, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's been the surprising part of just thinking, huh, I have not relied on the education system as a whole in over 13 years. I've never checked state standards. I yeah. looked when I first started homeschooling, because of course everybody was like, how are you going to know? So right. I went to the California state standards because right. They are, the, the that's the cat test. California mm-hmm. state standards. So I went and I printed out. I oh, printed wow. Out. Like you right? got further than I did. I didn't oh, even manage that. It's like <laughs> that thick. It's oh, my I goodness. still have it. I still have it just for, you know, posterity. <laughs> you even moved with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I printed it out. And then because I was like, okay, because my sister was not on board at all with me. Wow. And so I was like, okay, fine. I will print it out and I will show her that I'm going to go through and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say, this, look, we have gotten all these standards done for kindergarten and we did it all for first grade and I did it all for, look, I have completed the entire standards <laughs> for California. I have not looked at that. Not once. No. Not once. And people will ask me, well, well somehow you graduated two kids and, already. Right. <laughs> and so I just, I think for me, that was kind of a surprise. That was kind of a surprising thing is just not waking up one morning and being like, why am I testing? Why, why am I grading my kid's paper and giving him a B? Why don't I just have them keep revising it until it's an A so they know what excellence looks like? Right. And exactly. it's driving forward. And we don't stop before right? that. Not just be like, oh, it's a B. Well, whatever. Accept yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, wait, but that's not this, That's not what they teach you, right? That's not the standard that you that you have growing up. But it's even, even your mind. Right. So I think that was the most surprising part was that I didn't have, there was no longer a standard, government standard. Right. One that I was, that I was okay with two that I was going to follow and, um, and then being totally okay with that. Right. You know, and knowing that any standard that I came up with was something that was God inspired and yes. And that's what we're supposed to be, you know, because not every kid is going to learn the exact, the exact same thing at the exact same time, you know? No, no exactly. Yes. They're going to just do it in their own time and, right. and you can't standardize your kids into, no. I mean, they were created as individuals and they will, right. they'll reach those milestones as they were meant to reach them. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. You've got the accelerated learners and you have the learners that, you know, with, um, with, disabilities with, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got friends with kids with dysgraphia and dyscalculia and, you know, dyslexia mm-hmm. and you've got all that stuff. And so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. They, they all eventually get to where they need to go. They do. And God Absolutely. knows what they're struggling with and, and how they're going to get there. Um, and, and yeah, the more we lean in, the better. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been an amazing conversation, Karina. I would love for you to talk a little bit about the resources that you offer homeschoolers um, before we we part, because I know you have some great things to share. And, and I'm 
I've got your website up. Um, it's KarinaMoss.com. But then also the, Karina shared some other resources with me and they have longer URLs. So I'm going to put them into this, the description on the, the YouTube as well as in the podcast. So then you can just click on those and you won't have to try to quick write them down off the screen. <laughs> yes. So why don't you share with us what, um, what links that you shared and what people can find there? Let me know if I forget one. Um, Okay, so yes, of course, you, you can follow me on uh, my social channels. I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page or a Facebook group. It's called Homeschooling Your Way. And I named it that because we all homeschool our own way. And we should, um, yes, definitely learn from one another. So that's, that's, the, that's the group that you are more than happy to or more than welcome to, to join. And then, of course, I have my website. My website is I have just um, I have some homeschool swag up there. And it's not normal homeschool swag. It's just things that I have found, sweatshirts, T-shirts, stickers. Um, We're a big sports family, so I've got some softball T-shirts and some football T-shirts. And I have a sweatshirt that says, oh, honey, because, you know, how many times do we say that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Um, and then of course my, uh, my book is on their leap of faith and that is just, was, a, again, God inspired book of just, um, inspired by true life events and hopefully inspiration and encouragement to moms that are either are homeschooling or are thinking about homeschooling. Yeah. Um, and let's see, I have my courses on there. I've done several, a couple of different masterclass courses that oh, awesome. um, just kind of start you, you know, you're, if you're just starting out with homeschooling, kind of what you need to do, how you navigate those beginning steps of HSLDA and state homeschool associations and mm-hmm. the curriculum types that are out there and even the learning styles that, um, yes. that we run into and how you navigate those and how do you pick curriculum and how do you, you know, just not be in the kitchen 24 seven and, you know, (laughs) all the things that we do because we're kind of that mom and then, you know, a little extra. So, right. um, So yeah, you'll find that all on my, all on my website as well. So um, by all means, if you're interested, sign up my, for my newsletters and you'll just get all the, you'll just get all the good things. So um, yeah. So that's where you find me. Super. Well, thanks for sharing all of that and definitely reach out to, to Karina, check out her website and um, also make sure to check out our website at spedhomeschool.com. Um, we've got a lot of resources for you to um, homeschool your um, struggling learners um, and those with disabilities. We're um, That's kind of what we focus on. So we'd love to come by help you with um, various resources and swag that we have as well. Um, Lots of freebies and downloads um, that you can tap into. So thank you, Karina, for sharing your story, the encouragement. Um, Hopefully everybody who's listened is a little less fearful now and (laughs) a little encouraged um, by your story. Um, And I just appreciate you being real and um, sharing from your heart. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And so we are focusing this month on um, on stories from our community. And so uh, we'll have another guest with a community story actually tomorrow. Um, Carrie Beck is going to be on. She's going to tell us how she transformed education by defying the traditional education model, being trained as a 
teacher and then having to revamp that to become a home educator. And, and so you'll want to um, join us for that broadcast tomorrow. So, um, so thanks again, Karina. Appreciate your time and um, your sharing. And thank all of you for, for joining us for this, this live conversation. And we'll see you again next time. Same, same place. Um, and, and God bless until then. Bye, everybody. take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.